Hello and welcome to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories and nonsense from the sports apparel and sports creative industry. My name is Mason and with me is Nick Bassett. Good to be back. Welcome back, Nick and Kit Lushev. I'm here and I'm very excited, boys. Very excited. What are you excited about, mate? Well, 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 we have a very special guest hailing uh, all the way from, is it British Columbia, Canada, I believe? Well, I'm originally from there, but yes, I live in uh, Vancouver, Canada. Currently in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, yeah. Now, Whereas the man... It's a balmy 30 degrees. Very nice. It's pretty <laughs> miserable here at the moment. Um, <laughs> so the man we've got joining us today is uh, basically royalty in the, you know, in the, in the field that we, we take interest in. Uh, he's the creator and owner of footyjumpers.com. So footyjumpers.com is a comprehensive uh, resource basically documenting every single footy jumper or, or Guernsey worn by every single AFL or VFL team, uh, along with a bunch of other stuff. We've got Rob Meredith joining us today, boys. Welcome, Rob. Welcome, Rob. Oh, thanks very much, guys. Great to be on. Rob, just before we get into it, um, why, don't, why don't we get you to summarise exactly what Footy Jumpers is? Footyjumpers.com. Footyjumpers.com. Well, yep. well it's, oh, I'd like to think of it as the resource for the history of uniforms, uh, well, and logos now, but yeah, uniforms and logos in Australian rules, uh, particularly at the highest level, AFL and formerly the VFL, uh, but I also have a history of the West Australian and South Australian leagues on there as well. Yep, and I believe um, there's yeah. also some, some uh, racing silks as well. Well, yes, that was um, well. That's that was my what do you call it? My formative years. Um, yeah, I, I well, my mum and dad both worked, so I used to uh, stay with my grandparents, and they lived two blocks from Flemington Racecourse. So we were always, you know, going for a walk. Get, I think it should get me out of the house, probably. Uh, so yeah, we'd end up at Flemington Racecourse, and I love the the races as well. Yeah, well, let's start there. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the, the website soon, but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself growing up? Um, you know, did sports and creative play a role in your upbringing? Well, I, I guess like everybody growing up, I played you know, cricket and footy. Um, less, less good at it, you know, as the years went on uh, to the point where, uh, well, actually, in the end, my dad had been an umpire in the Essendon District League I ended up doing that, uh, so I did uh, the VFL Little League. I, I went into what they call the cadet squad, so I was umpiring as well. Uh, so that was my side of things. I uh, did a couple of games in country footy. Uh, like you have to go down to Spencer Street on a Saturday morning and catch a taxi to some country ground with three or four other guys dropping guys off on the way, and um, I just... Hated it. I just didn't like that at all. So that was your whole weekend gone. And so, yeah, so that was my background. In terms of creative, as I sort of mentioned, I always loved the the horse racing and the footy. And basically, if it was too wet to go outside and kick a footy around, I'd be drawing things with textures. I'd have them, you know, all lined up across the counter and, yeah, spend my time, you know, these are the colours of uh, if we, you know, if I go went and found a race book at Flemington, for example, I'd come back home and you know draw out all the colours and and so on. So 
always had an interest in the Melbourne Cup and, yeah, racing silks in general. So, um, yeah, that's probably the um, the background to it. Never really had any – I wouldn't call myself creative necessarily. I'm more uh, what I call detail-oriented, I suppose, and willing to replicate, you know, exact – Copies of I'd be good at making a copy watch, but not working for Rolex. Yep. Yeah, of course. Explain myself. Yeah. And so there was no sports or creative sort of in any of your education or higher education. No, I was strictly business. I thought business people made more money, so I went for that. Yep. And (laughs) and and what what career path did you venture down? Uh, uh, Well, marketing and sales is really my background. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, brilliant. To, to now um, business ownership, like running businesses and stuff like that. But, yeah, yeah, sales and marketing was my original entry into that. Nice. Well, let's get onto the website. All right. How did, how did that come about? What was the inspiration? How did it start out? Okay. So in 1996, the AFL, in their wisdom, uh, had the 100-year celebration of uh, Australian rules football, which – or the VFL, really, because obviously they've been going since 1858. Uh, they had eight centenary celebration jumpers. Uh, it was the game in May, the, the round in May. They had the original eight teams from the VFL playing each other. And because I'd drawn footy jumpers as a kid and looked things up in books and so on and, um, you know, I have an interest in history, uh, I sort of recognised that basically every single one of them was wrong. And so if in some way, like, whether they were, they had, because they had, they all had a, uh, like a, a lace-up thing printed onto them. Well, some of them didn't wear lace-up jumpers in 1897. They wore the um, wool jumpers. Uh, some of them were not the original jumpers. They were jumpers from later on, or they blended two or three of them into each other. And so that was really the impetus to say, well, somebody needs to put all of this together somebody needs to do this. And then eventually I thought, well, maybe that somebody's me. And so, yeah, I um, got onto my version of MS Paint, which came with Windows at the time and made a rectangle, um, got some circles, which then formed the uh, the cuffs, made a triangle and there's a collar and now I've got a footy jumper template. And that was that's basically it. Well, you might have to share some of those early renditions with us if you've, if you've still no, got a copy of them. I, I progressed slightly to the, to the ones that I've got now, but not to any level of ability. Um, I've got one of the West Coast Eagles 2000 jumper that I made for the 2000 season, the first tri-panel with the eagle. The swooping and, eagle. Yeah, and it's basically the... Well, it's made in paint. What you can do with that a photograph of that eagle in paint is the level of quality that that graphic came to. I, I reckon I might have seen that. I reckon you might have shown me that before, Rob. And yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to see how far the, the website's progressed. How, how long do you think it took you before you? I assume you use Illustrator now. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you probably went from paint to Photoshop to Illustrator. Is that right? No, nah, paint to Illustrator. Okay. Uh, yeah, which was I actually am not that great with, still not that great with Photoshop. Uh, I can do a few things here and there, but really, Illustrator's my go-to. I've ended up using it for like making my own brochures for stuff for work and so on, just 
yeah, it's it's been my go-to. Uh, there was, uh, well, Rod, not as Mary's last name, Rod, who I knew through another group of guys who's Mr. Eagle on Big Footy. Yep. West Coast supporter. Uh, Rod was the guy that said, you know, you'd be best if you just bit the bullet, learnt illustrator and got into doing this. And so I thought, all right, well, let's see how we go. Uh, was not my favourite thing at all, but eventually just, well, I mean, there's thousands of jumpers I had to draw for a start. So <laughs> eventually I got good at it. <laughs> I dare say most creatives have had that moment uh, in their journey where they eventually upgrade, whether it's from paint to, or Photoshop or whatever. I remember studying myself and having a meltdown with the lecturer going, why the bloody hell do I need Illustrator? It's so much so much worse than Photoshop, and little, you know, before I understood the whole vector graphics and scalability of it all. So um, yeah. it's, it's funny hearing you say that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's all right now, but at the time it was, oh, I wasn't pleasant. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, but, yeah, I mean, they, the benefit now is that, you know, this, well, if I'm, able to obtain the original artwork, uh, which some manufacturers, some clubs are willing to share with me. Well, I imagine we'll talk about that later. But will. Uh, the clubs, they're happy to maintain their history uh, and have somebody else do it. Because yep. in a lot of cases, particularly things like old sponsors, old badges, logos, well, they in, in some cases don't even have access to that sort of stuff or they don't want to promote that sort of stuff. And my website's very deliberately, well, for original reasons, I've still considered changing it, but I've kept the AFL team and sponsor logos off the jumpers. And then when I've done the uniforms, I've actually included them. Yep. Uh, but, but the clubs in general have no interest in promoting former sponsors. Yeah, of course. Um, so when you, you know, when you were inspired in that 1996 round, did, did you know then that your website was going to be so comprehensive or was it just? Oh, I actually, uh, what I started doing was writing to journalists who I knew had written books, footy books. And I said to them, you know, in the, in this mess email or letter, I said, look, it can't be that difficult to just yeah, go through the old photos, work out what they look like and put a book together. And that was 1996. I guess by 1997 I'd recognised it's not going to happen. Um, realistically, only one of them, which was Michael Roberts, who is a Collingwood historian, president of the Australian Football Heritage Group. He's, you know, he's a real history guy. And he was really the only one of them that took me seriously but he also said to me, look, you've you got to understand that there's a lot of stuff and you've got to know, you know, where you stand. You know, you, if you do this, you're going to be the Bible for this. You know, you're going to be the, the resource. And uh, actually there was another guy, Chris Donald, who wrote a book on Fitzroy for the love of the jumper. But Chris, the, the same sort of story, um, another footy heritage guy uh, said, you know, you've got to be right. If you're going to do this, that's great. I mean, I've actually had, you know, all sorts of people argue with me. They'll tell me, no, my dad remembers Carlton wore royal blue. They wore light blue. 
yeah, and they just didn't. You know, there's no, there's absolutely no resource for it. There's no, you know, there's nothing to prove that. Nothing to back that uh, up. We call that popcorn yeah. feedback. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I, um, I mean, it's it's less so now, but at one point, I seem to have that almost one or two a week. Wow. Of people saying, "Ah, oh, you've got this wrong," you know, Footscray War, this, etc. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I and I'm, I don't see myself as uh, well. I don't see the website necessarily as a finished product. That's it. Everything's been decided. If somebody can come along and show me where there's an error, and that they can back that up with either written or um, photographic evidence, well, then I'm happy to make changes and and research into it. Yeah, but, which which we do yeah. see on on big footy some some minor sort of tweakings and stuff from time to time, which you're, you're yeah, more than absolutely. happy to do, right? Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, if it's wrong, then that's I want to be aware of that and I want to change it. Yeah. Um, you know, I have I was sent a um, a spreadsheet of all of the shorts or all of the uniforms that clubs had worn in every game. And that was the basis to do the uniforms for every single game because, you know, I knew that from 1897 to 1923 they wore certain shorts. From 1924 they wore dark shorts at home, white shorts away, right up until coloured TV. Then it was coloured shorts and then there was a real mix and, and so on. And so... Once I was once well, as I say, somebody else recorded that for me. Now, you know, in any sort of thing like that, there might be a, a tweak here and there, and yeah, I'm happy to change them as I as they come across them. Yeah, brilliant. So, in so from that time in 1996, how many hours or years did it take you to get to a point where you'd caught up in terms of you know all the history prior to that? Yeah, I I mean I thought it was up to date in 2004. Mm-hmm. And that just happily corresponded with me becoming part of the Australian Football Heritage Group, which is uh, effectively the collective of the club historians and museum workers and, you know, people with an interest in the history of the game. And what came out of that was then uh, access to more information, uh, yeah, more stuff. Uh, so, like, you know, I... I mean, it was pretty cool because, you know, as I say, I'm a bit of a history tragic. Uh, so, I, you know, I went down to Russell Holmesby's office at Moorabbin Footy Ground. Yeah, Russell, you know, people say they wrote the book. Well, Russell actually wrote the book of the Encyclopedia of Footballers, him wow. and another guy, Jim Main. So, so he actually wrote the book, this guy. So so he's written this, you know, this history of, of every single player that ever played footy. And and there I am just sitting in his office going through his photo collection and he's got photos going back to, you know, like the 1900s and the 1910s and so on. You know, one newspaper photo from the, from the First World War era, 1914 to 1918. He has a photo. He's, as far as he knows, that's the only photo that wow. was in a newspaper during that. Well, they had a war on. The photographers were doing other stuff, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, one photo of St Kilda. And he's got a copy of it. So just, yeah, crazy little stuff like that. You know, spend an afternoon with uh, Peter Haby at Hawthorne. He's got the, he runs the museum at Waverley. And so, yeah, we went through every single little detail and change. So that added another layer of um, research. Um, 
Dave Eastman is another guy who was in the Australian Football Hall of Fame, that's Australian Football Heritage Group, not in the Hall. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, so Dave did a lot of work. Uh, he's Well, he's got the largest footy record collection of anyone I know. And then what Dave did was go through all of the tiny little minor changes, you know, the width of the Collingwood stripes and the wow. the, the sash on a Richmond jumper and, and so on. And, uh, yeah, so it, it sort of got to this point and then it kept growing. So I'd probably say 2007, 2008 is when I really felt satisfied that, well, I've got all the history right and, yeah. <laughs> And then since found out I wasn't, you know, there was, there's always a little change here and there up to and including uh, the 1919 to 1921 St Kilda jumpers where they, I don't know if you know the, the story, but they changed from, they were red, white and black as they are now, but that was Germany's colours in yep. 1914. So they changed to red, gold and black basically by a, dyeing the white part of their jumpers gold or yellow. So in, then they went to World War I and they were in recess. They came back 1918 and they wore their old jumpers. 1919, they said, well, we're going to get some new jumpers. And they had this thing that was red with a yellow V. It was also black, but obviously from a black and white photo, that's a bit difficult to tell because red and black reflect light almost as much as each other, so they're very yep. difficult to tell apart in old photographs. And then I went to, like, the cigarette cards of the time where they would take the black and white photo and then they'd get an artist to paint the, the rest of the jumper. Yeah. Well, eventually, uh, there's, there, at the same time, there were posters done. Um, now I can't remember the fella's name, but there was a St Kilda player uh, Ah, he's gone. But at any rate, they've got a photograph of him in his black and white, and it's very clear that the jumpers just changed basically every year. And so I've tried to map those changes as well as possible, um, yep. yeah, based on the, the footy cards and so on. So, yeah, I think that was another mistake I made early on is just trusting that anything that looked old looked like it must have been a footy, you know, an actual uniform. Yep. But what often happened was black and white photos could be sent to Germany and then they were painted and then made into cigarette cards. And so the guy in Germany just got told, this is Footscray, they're red, white and blue, and then he just decided what the uniform oh, must wow. look like. <laughs> He's German, he doesn't know. Rewriting history. <laughs> yeah, no pretty much. And so, and then, you know, and then since then, people will see a cigarette card from 1905 and they'll send it to me and say, oh, you've missed this one. Look, this one's – and then you have to explain the yep. painting because it's a real art painting a, a black and white cigarette card to, you know, into colour so that you can replicate it and print them and so forth. So so that was part of the, the, the whole, you know, minefield of history. Wouldn't it be a story actually, if um... – if one of those images made it back to the club and they decided to do a a historical retro callback jersey to something that actually never even existed. Well, that's well, I mean, realistically they do it with some of the jumpers they wear now. So yeah. Yeah. Um oh, the, like Fitzroy had one oh sorry, Brisbane had an old Fitzroy jumper, but it was a combat it had a maroon yoke 
which is what they used to have, but then had a line down the middle, which they never had. So, yeah, they do that even without German cigarette. <laughs> yeah. So, so you get to 2007 and, you know, you're pretty much there in terms of the historical, you know, accuracy and this and that. Uh, it's not too long, you know, not too much earlier than that that we sort of enter the new new phase of the AFL where there's, you know, much more special special jumpers and, you know, heritage rounds and Indigenous yeah. round probably isn't too far away as well. So all of a sudden um, you met with a new beast that is maintaining the website and adding all the new ones. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, that's what I tried to do. I guess what I didn't do initially but I'm tr now trying to do is replicate the template as much as possible and then that can change every couple of years generally. Uh, designs, yeah, don't change. The, the main designs don't change all that much. Uh, but then you'll find, well, Essendon, for example, have six or seven different jumpers every season. Yeah. Uh, they, well, I mean, the home and away don't really matter because they're the same jumper with the sponsors reversed. But I, I do make the uniforms as well. So I have, you know, the black shorts with the home sponsor and the white shorts with the away sponsor. Then they have a clash jumper. They have an Anzac Day jumper. Uh, a country round jumper, which may or may not include things on it. They have an indigenous round jumper. They generally have some sort of heritage round um, or slash special jumper. Uh, clash for Cancer is fairly easy because that's just a yellow armband, but you know, that's just Essendon. And then Collingwood, they have home and away and clash and Anzac and indigenous and generally something else. Yep. So it sounds like you've had a, a fair bit of, <clears throat> excuse me, a fair bit of support along the way in terms of you know historians and, and and gathering all that information. What about in terms of designs? Has it solely been you? Have you ever had any assistance in that regard? In the early days, yes, I had a couple of guys. Um, the sports logo forum. I think there was. I think I've had two designs ever actually. That I've had some. I just said I can't do this. Actually, uh, Mr. Eagle, I have three. Um, there was a Footscray preseason jumper where it had a like a Gaussian blur around mm. the logo. Yep. Um, didn't know how to do that. Rod sorted me out. Uh, there was a guy Pat Cummings in Indiana who did the Port Adelaide jumper that had all the little triangles and the oh, lightning bolt. Great yeah, jumper. <laughs> One of Kit's favourites. It is. <laughs> Yeah, probably disagree with you there. So, so well, I'm uh, I'm probably a bit older than you blokes, but um, well, I guarantee I'm a bit older than you blokes. But uh, I'm yeah, I'm I'm the Grandpa Simpson in this conversation. I just <laughs> like the old way of doing things, and and the principle used to be that a kid need you need to be able to a your grandma your grandmother needs to be able to knit it. Yep. And B, that a kid needs to be able to draw it with a set of textures. And that's that's a principle that I think designers should live by. Yeah. Yeah, look, I I, I don't I don't think we're too far apart from our, our views. Um, well, oh that's good. That's good. That, Just, that Port Adelaide one's more uh, more you know, you'd file that in the in the section of uh love it because it's so ugly, I guess. Look, there's, there's probably something to that. I'm, I mean, that that's a conversation I get dragged into as often as anything, which is 
people don't want to really focus on what is the best jumper. It's always what is the worst. And that one generally gets a run. But um, yeah, well, while, while, so while we're there. Eagles and Port. Yeah, yeah go on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get around. While we're there. Yeah. <laughs> why, don't you give us, why don't you give us your, uh, your favourite and give us your favorite. most hated. Um, my favourite jumper, it's, it's a bit hard now because it's probably the Bulldogs jumper that they've, I mean, I say they've gone back to, but they've been wearing it for six years now and so they've won a premiership in it. They've won two premierships in it. Um, that design, I did a, um, I, I did a like a night, a sportsman's night, I suppose you call it, a night to raise awareness for their Hall of Fame back, oh, man, 2007. Mm-hmm. And that was one of my favourite stories because, you know, they, they'd sort of started off with blue and white hoops because that was all you could get. Um, I don't know if you know the history of the colours, but blue doesn't strip the lanolin. Blue dye didn't strip the lanolin out of wool. And so that's why a lot of um, sailors would wear navy blue. Right. And, wow. yeah, that's why the navy wear navy blue, because the blue dye didn't strip the lanolin out of wool, which made them waterproof. And then undyed wool is obviously white, and so you can have blue or you can have blue and white. Yep. And they were the – and so you go through North Melbourne, Geelong. I mean, Essendon wore blue, Carlton wore blue, Melbourne wore blue, Richmond wore blue with a black and yellow sash, Footscray wore blue and white. Geelong wore blue and white. North Melbourne wore blue and white. Uh, the, you know, so basically everyone's got those two options, particularly in the VFL. In some of the other clubs, um, St Kilda are one that didn't, and then St Kilda were uh, – there was black and white South Yarra, blue and white uh, – sorry, red and white was – it was South Yarra and St Kilda, I think it was, Albert Park. They merged together, and that's – St Kilda ended up red and black. Um, and they effectively got their jumpers specially made, you know, and, and they've worn red and black. Um, well, then they added white to it so that they wouldn't look too much like Essendon, which was black and red sash, and now red, white, and black they've been. But so the blue and white, they they started wearing uh, red caps because the rowing, the Footscray rowing team had won, I think it's called the Grey Cup, and then... Uh, what happened from there was that was a like a protest because they were saying that they, those guys couldn't compete in the in the rowing. It had to be like amateurs, and these guys were you know, had jobs, so they wanted it just to be university students and you know a little more elite. And all these working class types had come in and ruined their competition by winning it. So, so as a bit of a protest, the the Footscray team started wearing the same red caps. And yep. then they adopted red into their uniforms and then their red, white, and blue. But then they had various ways of wearing the red, white, and blue. They had a red jumper with a blue, red, and white sash. They had a blue jumper with a red and white sash. And eventually they had a competition to come up with the the, the ultimate design. And they had, yeah, you know, it was through the local paper and they they had all the designs. And in the end, they went with the one that the board came up with and they didn't choose any of the designs that anybody submitted. And they just so went with the one favorite that... subject. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've talked about that a few times. Yeah. And they just went with their own design. And so, so that so that was the, the Footscray hoops until uh, they ruined it by putting the Robo Dog on it in the late nineties, exactly. right, Rob? Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So when that's your favorite. Yep. So that's my favorite, least favorite. 
Uh, well, there's a few things that go into least favourite. Uh, one thing would be anything with a gradient. You can keep those. Uh, anything, <laughs> anything with an animal's head coming or a bird's head coming out of the side of it. And the other thing okay. is anything that's actually the template from another sport that's now that's then been adopted and put in club colours and dressed up as a footy jumper. For example, the Chelsea third strip from a few years ago, they recolored it uh, white, gold, and brown, and that was Hawthorne's Power Ranger jumper. Right. So, okay. I mean, it's the same. It's exactly the same design as the Chelsea third strip from the year before, which Adidas made. I've got it somewhere. I'll, I'll show it. I'll yeah, I'm a Chelsea fan. Know. I was uh, unaware of that. Oh, yeah. Well, Which year are we talking about here? The Power Ranger. Um, I'm going to go to my own website to look this stuff up. But, uh, but thankfully there was a resource for all footy jumper history. Uh, so Hawthorne started wearing it in, in 2015. So it's going to be the 2013 or 14 Chelsea away. Uh, Do you think that that's just uh, the supplier trying to introduce that template um, method into the AFL? Do you think that was the thought behind that? It might well be. I, I mean, that's a far more charitable suggestion. I, I just thought laziness <laughs> was my suggestion. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, each no, and the same, yeah. really, isn't it? That's what the manufacturers <laughs> do. Yeah. Rather than coming up with complete new designs for every team, they'll just... Yeah, um... exactly. And the thing is, there are creative people which come, can come up with designs, just like the ones that replace that design, uh, you know, based on the history of the club and so on. And, yeah, they, they can generally come up with something a lot better. Um, but, yeah, it's I just saw it as laziness. You know, we've already got this. Let's just change the colours, slap it on an AFL Guernsey template, and we're done. It's so funny. I, I never noticed that. <clears throat> I'm a big Chelsea fan, and I actually quite like that. I think it's, it must be the black and, the black and gold or the yeah, black and yellow. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's I, right. I actually quite like that uh, that Chelsea kit, but then when it came to the Power Rangers, I'd, I'd imagine that's probably top top three of my oh. most hated Guernseys. So we, are we naming yeah. that as your most hated, Rob? Or uh, oh, it's certainly up there. Yeah, I mean, if it's not that, it's um, West Coast have you know covered themselves in glory a couple of times. The Oka, uh, I, know I know the your team. Yeah, the Oka, which when that came out. Good grief, that was just hideous. That had so much that I don't like. Um, a logo that isn't the club logo yep. on the jumper uh, for no seemingly no real reason. No reason. Uh, then pretending that it was a stylized map of Western Australia, which... I've always wondered how that fits. I've, I've looked at the map and tried to locate which part of the coast of WA that is. I still have yeah, no idea. Yeah. Where's Rocknest Island on that jumper? It's just, there, is it? it's just where's Broome? Not there. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, the biggest crime is the colours, right, Rob? Oh, well, I mean, and West Coast are blue and gold, and that's none. Navy, <laughs> light blue, and <clears throat> orange. And then, you know, and then the jumpers that you can't wear your home jumper again, uh, with, against you can't wear that jumper against either. 
Yeah. So leading to things like playing against Carlton and having to wear the home jumper with white shorts because it, the the clash jumper looked too much like the team you were clashing with. It's just oh yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I'm with you there. Although I do say, and I have said this for a while, if I'm ever fortunate enough to be working uh, on West Coast designs, I'll make it my mission to bring the Oka jumper back. Whether it's a training jumper, uh, <laughs> it'll come back, look, Rob. Look, realistically, it's going to be popular because, you know, I think for the same reasons as you mentioned before, it's just it's ugly enough that it's yep. people people like it. Uh Paul well, Adelaide has done a few. I mean, I don't I like the, the lightning bolt thing. The wetsuit one, which Ugh, whatever that was. Uh, and then the one with the, I guess you call them lightning bolts, but I'm not exactly sure. Uh, so, yeah, there's just been a few like that. And, of course, the original, um, the diamond disaster that Hawthorne came out with in the preseason Navy blue. Well, actually, that was, and there's a couple of reasons I don't like that. One is it's a Brisbane Broncos repurposed jumper. You know, it was the Brisbane Broncos diamond jumper, which, I, you know, as I understand it, is still popular amongst Brisbane. They like it for some reason, yeah. Well, they were pretty good when they were wearing it, though, from what I remember of rugby at the time. Yes. Is that unfair? (laughs) No, that's that's correct. It's funny you say that because... Sometimes you have a, a horrid design and it's almost saved by the, the team's success, you know, during a period of time. Like it makes absolutely. it somewhat palatable. I'd say yeah, the success and, and also the style of the of what the uh, jersey was at the time. It's it, it's not a – wasn't a tight-fitting, you know, snug-type jersey right. that they are now. Yes. It was a lot more boxy and it, I mm-hmm. think um, it was a little bit more flattering because it wasn't as um, tight-fitting. Well, I was yeah. going to say that West Coast ochre design coincided with, you know, one of the worst periods in, in the club's history. So that... Well, exactly. That didn't help either, did it? <laughs> yeah, the, the Ken, Ken Jardera. Yeah, fabulous. I mean, it was, I, I've never been a fan of the Eagles, so, you know, that didn't worry me at all. But Thanks, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> it was also 2000, which was the last time the Bombers were any good. So... That was, yeah, yep. it was a very different, well, just 20 years ago. It's ridiculous. Would so you be a fan of the Lions too then? Well, not so much. Um, yep. I, well, as I mentioned earlier, I moved to Vancouver, Canada, and the local CFL team is the BC Lions, and there are a, there's a Winnipeg Blue Bombers are in the same competition. Uh, well, no, I'm not having the Lions. <laughs> I'm going to have to barrack for the Winnipeg team. So, which which I think um, they came over to Essendon. My dad was involved with, um, well, Essendon, then Sydney, and then he retired up to the Sunshine Coast, and then he was involved with Marucci Door. But uh, he was one of the property managers at Essendon, and uh, the people from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers came over in the, I guess it was the early 80s, and so I did have a Winnipeg Blue Bombers T-shirt when I was younger, um, but I guess I guess it must have shrunk in the wash or something because it didn't fit me after <laughs> uh, after a little while. Mate, so, I have that problem all the time. Don't worry, we all yeah. have that problem. Uh, we mustn't be using the right uh, dish. Um, uh, 
washing powder. That, that must be it. Just play mum. Yeah. Yeah. So how about in terms of favourite AFL logo and least favourite? Are there any that spring to mind in that regard? Um, the favourite? Well, oh, gee, another team I really don't like is Hawthorne, but I like I do like their, their Hawk logo. Um, the current one? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I don't mind that. And... Uh, I mean, I don't like the Essendon one much. Um, we ripped both of them a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh, did you really? Yeah, yes. it's fair enough. What, what was the uh, comments on the Hawthorne one? I'd be interested in. Is yeah, it the Americanisation of it? Oh, not fans of, yeah, the way the, the hawk kind of sits off-centred off the, well, not off-centred, but um, what's the right word? Uh, it's not symmetrical on one side. The, the Is it the wings or the... Right. Okay. Um, yeah. The element yeah, of the shield the the doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't sit over over both sides of the the shield. Um, not uh, yeah, not, not well not, executed on coloured bases. I think. I think we also we blamed it for a couple of those horrible uh, Guernseys as well, Rob. Well, that's the, uh, fair the, enough too. That the, definitely the did and... contribute to the. Uh, oh, that see, there's another one that makes the list. The yeah. Kokoda thing. Um, yeah, some of the uh, the one-off jumpers like that one have just been terrible. Um, I didn't like the well, the one the Collingwood one with photographs. You know, photographs of. Oh, you didn't like that? Was that an Anzac design? Yeah, it was Anzac. Yeah, I, I didn't just, mind it. I thought it was subtle and tonal. Oh, did you really? I well, what I thought would be subtle is the way the um the Premier League does it where they they put a um a poppy, Just a poppy. on a jersey yep. and they say that's our Anzac jersey and then it's it's got some script underneath it that says oh this is an Anzac day obviously it's remembrance day but yes. you know it'll say something like that and it'll have a pop and you say well that's yeah that's nice they recognize it whereas we've gone the American route of just over the top like Essence Sash made of poppies and yep. uh, Collingwood's whatever the olive garden or olive leaves or yeah whatever it is oh that's the thing I don't even know what it is but it, <laughs> you know but it's supposed to represent something and realistically people are going to buy the Anzac jumper because it's the Collingwood Anzac jumper and they smashed it on Anzac Day and if you lose to Essendon on Anzac Day they're not going to buy the Anzac jumper irrespective of what it looked like you know it's it's more about the fact that it's the Anzac Day jumper where we beat them by ten goals. Or I personally yeah. think we'll we'll get there um, to to really stripping back the the Anzac uh, designs. I think it'll, it'll be very much like the Premier League. I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so because I mean, well, what I call the tramp stamp, you know, that thing across the back of the jumper underneath the back sponsor logo. Yeah, You're familiar like with that. the tramp stamp tattoo. Yes. Yep, they yep, basically yep. do that on a footy jumper. And I, well, A, you've got a sponsor's logo directly above it. Then you've got a number. Then you've got a sponsor's logo directly above that. It just fades into nothing. Don't like it. I think no. Port have done it as well previously, have they? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Brisbane's another one that, that are big for that stuff. You yep. may have actually done one of them. Don't blame me for anything, mate. If there's anything you like from Brisbane, I might have done it. If there's anything you didn't like, we'll, we'll step away from that. <laughs> um, all right, back to the website. So uh, you mentioned uh, 2007 and we spoke about 
you know, it's constantly adding adding designs, mm. which you'd get dozens, dozens and dozens each year to, to add in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about how the website has evolved because I'd imagine initially right. it was just AFL designs. Now you've got some other leagues yep. which you've yeah, touched right. on. Um, why don't you talk to us a little bit about that uh, and maybe even going forward, any other plans you've got? I know that you've got a, a podcast which you can also touch on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, doing a podcast with my co-host Lockie. Uh, well, he's also my son. And uh, so we're right now, I guess the first season is going to be uh, the history of the game from the uniforms perspective or, you know, the jumpers generally, but uniform, oh, sorry, jumpers specifically, uniforms generally. Um, and did he catch that bug as well, Rob? I wouldn't have thought so. No, I think, um, no, I don't, um, yeah, I have a, well, we've talked about the the big footy jumpers, you know, the footy jumpers graphic design. Uh, it's, it's, you know, he wouldn't be on that forum, for example. Okay. Yep. And, and um, you know, they are my people. Uh, so it was um, very interesting thinking that, you know, maybe it was just me and that there was perhaps something wrong with me, and, and maybe there is. But getting on that, that forum and finding people of similar... Like-minded. Um, yeah, like-mindedness. So that's been, uh, that's been really good. Uh, yep. So the way the... The website's grown, uh, started with the, well, started with the footy jumpers, got to 2007 and thought just about got this right now. Uh, always had an interest in the Melbourne Cup, so I did all of the Melbourne Cup winners and then because I'd been to a few Melbourne Cups and uh, had I'd kept race books and kept, you know, kept a lot of crap really along over the years. But I could go back and say, well, the 1983 field, these were the runners. And then Trove, uh, you know, is a website for Australian newspapers. I could go back to the day of or the day before the Melbourne Cup and get all of the silks for all of the runners. And so now if you click on the Melbourne Cup pages, um, from 1900, I've got every horse the silks of every horse that ran in the wow. Melbourne Cup. So that was a bit of a project. Yeah, so that was uh, that took some time. But it's, um, yeah, some people look at other things on the internet. I look up old horse races <laughs> and then and then work out what their colours were and then, uh, yeah, draw them in Illustrator. So so that's, that's what I've done with that. Uh, a fellow, one of the... Um, Big footy guys got in contact with me and said he wanted to do the same thing for the West Australian League, mm-hmm. and he was a um, you know a Perth-based guy. Uh, Paul, Paul then said, "You know what? I'm never going to get this done." And he just gave me all of his research wow. and said, "You know, this was the year that Fremantle started, and then they went out of business, and then East Fremantle started, and these are the well, jumpers that they wore." And he had the whole thing. So, yeah, so had uh, had all of that information. So I added the waffle teams probably back then, like 2007, 2008 was when wow. I did those. And initially I was just drawing them because he, you know, as all as the best way to start, he'd done them in paint and he wanted to know if uh, I could do them in Illustrator for him, which I did, and then it became realistically you just look after the whole thing as long as they're on the internet and he can go and look at them when he wants to. Yep. He was happy with that. Over the last 
and I've really only finished this year, but over the last five years, I've been in touch with the South Australian National Football League historians and worked with a couple of those clubs and now just completed all of the South Australian leagues. So that was as recent as February, March of this year, I think, yep. where I got those completed. And not, not only that, but you've also got a lot of, uh, of state, state jumpers. Yes, yeah, that's another project I did uh, with Dave Eastman, who's uh, hardballget.net. So Dave was one of the, the first guys to really work with me on the, the minor details of all of the jumper changes. And so Dave's got a real passion for the, what would you call it, the everything outside the ordinary in footy, you know, the Escort Cup results and the, um, all of the the pre-season games and, yeah, things of that nature, and so the state games. And so, yeah, he did a lot of the research, well, he did all the research really on the state uniforms, and then I've just, uh, he's put them on his site and I've got them on my site as well. Yeah, brilliant. And with the AFLW growing as well, uh, mm-hmm. is a plan to, to keep that as updated as the AFL competition? Uh, it's, it'll be as updated as the Sandful and Waffle in that okay. I'll do the home jumpers, yep. but I won't be doing every single jumper that they release uh, just because they'll have a clash jumper, which I guess the last two years has generally been an Indigenous design. They'll have a pride jumper and probably one or two others, um, and that's most likely beyond me, just to keep up. Yep. So I'll just stay with the home jumpers for them, home jumpers for the waffle, sandful, and and everything for the AFL. Mm-hmm. Pride jumpers, eh? That's still a bit of t- of a touchy subject around these neck of the woods, Rob. What a saga that was. Well, yeah, the... I saw that that wasn't as well received as was expected. <laughs> I, I, I ordered one for myself. Sorry, a little off topic. So I ordered one for myself through work. and uh, Oh, very good. Okay. It, it arrived yesterday. So <laughs> uh, in terms of um, obviously outside your realms, but in terms of uh, NRL, Jerseys, it's a pretty significant one. So, um, yeah, what a ride that was. St Kilda, uh, I was going to say Sydney have, oh, Sydney have one now. Yeah, Sydney and St Kilda both have pride jumpers, you know, in the AFL. No one, yeah. no one said boo. So, bad an eyelid, did they? Yeah, yeah, um, over a few years now. So any any uh, further plans to, 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 to you know, go into any other sort of realms or you're just happy to maintain at this stage or? Oh, look, realistically, it's a, it's a job to maintain it. The, of course. Just, you know, as I was talking about with the, um, like Essendon Collingwood, just those two is upwards of a dozen. And then the, and I'm doing the uniforms as well, the front and the back version of the uniforms. Yep. Uh, so, and that's for every game. So if you want to know what the Geelong Collingwood game looked like in 1958, well, that'll be on the, yeah, there'll be a website showing exactly what they look oh, like. Wow. And then not even each and round. Then, yeah, every game. Yeah, every oh, game. God. So, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, so it's it's what I think comprehensive. Oh, <laughs> uh, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, hopefully. What my aim is to introduce it to people and then explain to them that and apologise for the three hours that they're now going to spend looking through you know, oh, what about that? My first game, and then they'll go to their first game, and oh, that yeah, that's how I remember it. I've now also linked to the AFL Tables website, 
So on every one of those games, you can click on the match detail and it'll actually bring you up all the stats, all of the goal kickers uh, for that game as well. well. Yeah, you talk about losing three hours and, and us three touched on that, uh, you know, chatting about you joining us. I, Mate, I remember must have been 2000 and probably 2007, 2008, first stumbling right. across it, and I'm sure it was via Big Footy. And, um, oh, it was like, a, you know, it was like walking into Willy Wonka's factory. Like it just opened a whole whole new realm, um, and I would have spent hours and hours and hours those first few days, and uh, even since then spent hours. It was unbelievable. So um, yeah, I, I credit a lot of you know my inspiration and and wanting to do what I do simply through you and and your website. So you know, personally oh, for great. me, I, I thank you for that. Oh, um, I'm glad. Um, that then then that's been a success. Absolutely, uh, I think that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I mean, realistically, you know, I've seen some of the stuff you've designed and done, and I thought, gee, I'd never be able to. I'd, you know, I wouldn't come up with that. You know, in fact, now I, you know, it's the sort of thing where I have to go and say, oh, can you give me the file? Because I'll never create that. You know, I'll never have yeah. to have to replicate the bloody thing. You know, <laughs> so yeah, give me the um, uh, Illustrator artwork. Yeah, brilliant. So, what about? In terms of the future of the website, is there going to be a time where you step away from it? Have you has that thought crossed your mind? What becomes of the website? Yeah, well, is there um, going to be a handing over of the baton eventually? I don't know. Uh, well, back when we, there was an AFL Hall of Fame and sensation, uh, which is a number of years ago now, uh, two thousand seven, they went broke six months after they started. Oh, but I actually, yeah, well, this is yeah, all, all men of sorts. Hamish McLaughlin was the um, general manager of that. Uh, yeah, a different story for another time and a different, perhaps a different <laughs> podcast. Or perhaps not a podcast, just over a beer. Over a couple yeah. of beers, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's, yeah, so anyway, I was in discussion with them about whether or not I would be interested in um, I mean, the way they were doing it was talking about it as a research grant and then paying me a as a research grant and then handing over everything that it was. Since then, it's probably three times as much information as it was back then in terms of, you know, without counting the, the horse racing stuff, you know, all of the uniforms in every game, for example, and then the links to all of the stats in every game, that's all something that's been added in the last five years. Uh, so, yeah, so it, I, I don't know. The only thing I would really say is I wouldn't just sell it for cash. I'd really only be interested in passing it on to somebody that was going to be as interested in it as I was. Have and, you had any off offers of, of sale? Uh, no, not at this point. I mean, no. you know, I'll take uh, cash, crypto, you know, <laughs> <laughs> open to offers, I suppose. Uh, Probably yeah, not I would have thought. At the moment, but <laughs> I would have thought at some point, and we'll probably jump into a little bit more that the you've you've had some contact with the AFL, but there's no interest from the AFL to kind of assume this and put it well, under their the umbrella. AFL, yeah, look, the AFL are really good at taking things for free that <laughs> that they think they own. So I do know that they've used the images from the website. They've they've handed them out to. Uh, various news agencies, various media organisations. Uh, Fremantle Media had a book 
with you know the footy jumpers from my website on it. Credited? Um, they, no. Oh, and and they just said, well, yeah, they got them from the AFL. The AFL, AFL said, well, they were on the internet, so they were you know, able to be downloaded. Uh, so, yeah, so there's just little bits like that. Um, I mean, there was uh, on other occasions, you know, clubs will credit the website at least, or they'll put a you know, hyperlink to the website uh, images from, and I'm happy to do that. I mean, I don't own, you know, I didn't design that Footscray jumper. I don't own that Footscray jumper. I just want to make sure that when people say, how long have Footscray been wearing that jumper, there is actually a resource that said 1901 to 1974, 1970, uh, 2016 and on. You know, that's when they were wearing that jumper. Mm. When did they wear this jumper? Did they actually wear that jumper? No, they didn't because it's not on the website. It's not on the website. They didn't wear it. So that's, yeah. Do you have you watermarks never, never, on your images? No. Um, it, it's not a, see, I'm not, um, it, it's, it was never designed as a business. It's never designed as a, this is mine idea, which is mm. more an AFL mentality. It's, this is, belongs to the football, the people that love footy. I just happen to be the guy that's put it together because somebody had to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's not mine. Like the Fitzroy jumper is not my Fitzroy jumper. So the image of the Fitzroy jumper I made, I made that in, in 1990 something or 2000 and something. So it's not a commercial product for me. Now, I would prefer if somebody, you know, puts that on their website as a, hey, Fitzroy used to wear this or Melbourne. These are all the old Melbourne jumpers. And over the years, uh, Melbourne, North Melbourne, Collingwood, they've all used my web, my stuff on the official club websites, but then they'll always refer back to, you know, back to the website. Um, at the National Sports Museum right now, there's an exhibition of the Melbourne Indigenous jumpers that were worn in the, like the AFL and the AFLW. And so, you know, they credit me because they use the jumpers off the website because they didn't want the sponsors' logos on there. And so they um, credit me at the museum, which is nice. I was there a fortnight ago, actually, Rob. I was going uh, to mention that. It's, um, I'd imagine you haven't seen the display, but that's a, a really awesome little thing inside the, inside the museum, seeing well, all those Melbourne Indigenous designs. Yes, it, it was. It was fantastic. Actually, my daughter, who lives in Canada, uh, she was over there three weeks ago, and my son lives in Melbourne, and yep. so you know, so her brother, and so they went to the museum and took a bunch of photos and stuff. So that was pretty cool. So yeah, and it is, it's great to say, well, yeah, I did that. <laughs> Absolutely, I, mean, I never designed it. I didn't do any of the artwork. I just put everything so that they all look the same. So when Cotton On make one design and New Balance make another design. Because one uh, obviously Cotton On do the AFLW and um, New Balance do the Melbourne Jumpers, and so I might have got some artwork, or I might have had to replicate the you know uh, copy the whole thing, yep. um, tracing it and so forth. Um, so you've never been tempted to even run ads or anything like that on the website, just to supplement the the time you spent uh, in there. Oh, uh, I think I think at one point there was an ad for. Gambling three six five for a year, but yeah. no, nah, not really. No, yeah. it's. I mean, some people go fishing. Some people have hobbies. You know, cost some money to do it. This is mine. 
a funny little uh, thing that I like that I, that I think of when I think of the legacy that you've created in the community is um, uh, how many people's tendency when they do concepts to have the number twenty two on the back on the back of yes. a design. Yes, um, yeah, that's, that's obviously stems from you. And um, yeah. do you want to touch on why twenty two was chosen? I've heard you speak about it, but. Yeah, so, well, I wanted to show that uh, basically that I'd got the numbers right on the back of a jumper. Uh, so The font, you mean? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, well, yeah, well, the font. I mean, there's really only been five or six different fonts used ever. Uh, Collingwood had one. Uh, Brisbane used the one from their, their word mark. They used that for a year or two. Uh, St Kilda had the World Cup 1980. They had that font for a couple of years there. Uh, as I say, Collingwood had like the American uh, gridiron numbers. Yep. Uh, but then, and then the general sort of, well, it's like an Arial, uh, not Arial, uh, Helvetica sort of number two. And Geelong had a, a special country font was it as well like the, the oh, old right. the stencil yeah the yep. stencil sort of look exactly yeah they wear that on their country jumpers and brisbane have just recently they've got a 2021 20, 22 and then again next year they've got a jumper which has a different number font on it for the premiership um 20 year celebrations of their three peak teams mm-hmm. so the, the idea was, well, a one is going to be easiest because it's just a one. And then a four looks like a four. But the thing with a two and a five is they have curved sections as well as straight sections. And a three is just round sections. There's no straight. Um, an eight is just round, nine, etc. So anyway, the, the idea was I was going to use a two and a five or a five. And so it was then... 22, 25, 52, or 55 was the number that I was going to settle on. And it was around the time that they had, uh, they just put 22 players in the team because there had been three on a bench. They moved to four on the bench. I thought, well, that's, there you go. That'll be perfect. So it was 22. And yeah, and it's, it's ended up just becoming my number over the journey. Uh, yep. So and and yeah, as you say, I saw it everywhere, and I think twenty two, good. And now, uh, obviously, talking to you in the year twenty twenty two. So there you go. Funny that. Yeah. <laughs> we hope you are enjoying our chat with Rob from FootyJumpers.com. This is where today's episode ends, but we look forward to having you back next episode where we conclude our conversation. Uh, Until then, if you've liked what you've heard, uh, please feel free to share the podcast. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already and leave us a review and some stars on your preferred podcast app. As always, you can check us out on our Instagram at Field of Design Podcast or send us through an email at fieldofdesignpodcast at gmail.com.